Welcome Cosmic Toolbox. So this is our first weekend forecast of May. And if you haven't listened to the monthly forecast or the weekly forecast, um, you will want to do that <laughs> because it's an action-packed month. And there are a few things that I want to talk about. So first things first, this weekend, we are starting the weekend off. The moon moved into Aries this morning, and we are now five days from eclipse season which means that's not five days from our first eclipse. It's five days from the beginning of eclipse season. And eclipse season is the 35 days surrounding an eclipse where during the 35 days of eclipse season, at least two eclipses are inevitable. And so there is a midpoint of eclipse season and the closer to the midpoint, the eclipse occurs, the more the totality will be. And so, um, this, um, midpoint, I believe is June 1st and our full moon total lunar eclipse is on May 26th because it falls within a very close proximity to that full moon. I'm sorry, to the midpoint. And so this full moon at the end of this month will be big and you will probably already be feeling some of the lessons from eclipse season here in our home. Um, we are feeling it. There are certain members of this family that have astrological placements that put them in the hot seat, so to speak. And it's always really important to sort of understand that, um, not everyone will experience eclipse season the same way. And when you're up, you'll know it usually because you'll start to have things happening almost, um, almost within two weeks of eclipse season starting. So, right. That's 35 days plus two weeks in the front and two weeks in the back is another 28 days on top of 35 days. And so that gets to be like what 50, 62 ish, 63 days of fun. And so <laughs> when you're not in the hot seat, some of the things that you can do is um, hold the space, hold the calm, hold, hold the awareness that times can be real tough for people. Um, and remember that you're, you're, you could be in the hot seat next. And um, depending on where you're at and what you're doing and where your birth chart is, it, it just depends. So um, this season, the people that are going to feel this eclipse the most are going to be people with a lot of Gemini and a lot of Sagittarius. Um, and what is interesting and what um, will become more and more interesting as we progress through is that we are having a series of events that flows in a really positive way positive way, meaning change. Remember positive is change. That is for our highest good. Negative is regression. That is not conducive to our highest good. So even though something can be difficult, it can still be positive. And so we will be seeing a lot of positive change in everyone's lives, whether you're in the hot seat or not, depending on how hot the seat is for you depends on how you feel the pain or the pleasure or the growth, the squeeze. Um, but remember Gemini, Gemini is a magical sign. I, you know, I have a hard time with Gemini's and Gemini energy in, in 
general. And since learning that my birth father was a Gemini, I'm starting to realize that, you know, there's childhood stuff from that. So I'm working through my Gemini stuff, but, um, even the Geminis I know, some of my very best friends over my entire life since I was five are Geminis. And two of them I've been friends with since kindergarten. They're both Geminis. And we are like, we've known each other forever. And so, um, you know, it's interesting when I say I have a hard time with Geminis because one of them, Katie, would 100% giggle at it. And she would say, that um, I have a hard time with everybody. So that's her thing because it's a very Gemini thing to say. So just remember that Geminis are actually brilliant. They have this innate ability, right, to see both sides. They have this affinity for both the divine and the mundane. Um, if you get into the Castor Pollux mythology, that becomes clearer. They work together, the twins. They help us see into the t- into the times. Um, Geminis are almost always going to be right in some way, shape, or form about the future. They're very futuristic. They have an inquisitive and a curiosity um, nature, an inquisitive and curious nature. And so they're always wanting to communicate and learn and acquire more knowledge. And you might always feel frustrated by them because they can intellectually move goalposts very quickly because they suddenly see another side. And, and it can get frustrating as, as you try to get on the level they're at and they keep almost seemingly changing and shifting because they are, they're an air sign, um, mutable air sign, and they're ruled by mercury. And so this current mercury in retrograde that will start at the end of May is going to be in its home, home sign of Gemini. And so we're going to see a lot of themes around communication and North node in Gemini, Mercury retrograde in Gemini during eclipse season in a year where all the Mercury retrogrades take place in an air sign, right? We just have a lot of communication, um, mental communication, intuitive communication, psychic communication, verbal communication, technological communication. And so you want to be aware that that's the overarching theme of this eclipse season is moving towards Gemini. We're moving towards the Gemini energy. And so as we do that, we have to release that with which is more Sagittarian. We have to release the negative aspects, the regression aspects of the Sagittarian bend. And we have to accept the fact that we already mastered the positive aspects of Sagittarian nature. And so we can expand, we can do hard things, we can be fiery, we can be you know, truly awakened. We, we can wake up all the time, learning new things, integrating new things, expanding new things. Sagittarians are very strategic where Geminis are very dreamlike, right? So you want to understand that they're like the two sides of the same coin, right? Fire and air. And when they are together, it can be explosive. Gemini is leading this time. So this is that long-term strategy that's going to really harness all of those positive aspects of Sagittarius. So that's where we're going with eclipse season. So expect if you have a lot of Sagittarius or if you have a lot of Gemini or you have very prominent placements within Gemini and Sagittarius, you should expect that you will already start to see these. Are you 
awakened? Where are you being called to broaden your horizons? Where are you being called to communicate and to own your communication and to own your freedom and your vision and to utilize your intellectualism and to utilize your curiosity and to think more about the community? Where are those things coming up for you already in your life? Those are going to be things that are starting to come up this week. We get into the two-week pre-eclipse period. It starts May 12th right? And so we're currently at, at, on May 7th, we are just five days from this. So depending on what's up for you, you may already be feeling that. So that aside for everyone who's not being triggered by the eclipse season, this is a time to hold a lot of space. And like I said, we have certain members of my household that are not doing well. And we have, I shouldn't say not doing well. They're well, no, they're not doing well. They're being called into a higher purpose and they're dragging their feet. And it's very painful. Let go, be dragged energy for a few people. Um, for those of us who are not necessarily having a hard time, who are uh, not to name names in any direction, but some of the more watery aspects of the home are sort of in the space where we're whoaing, right? <laughs> Holding a lot of space and how can we help you? And, you know, especially the fact that we are in a Pluto retrograde and we have some more underworld stuff. And some of us in the house are a little bit better with the underworld, these kind of stuff and the intuitive stuff. And so those we're doing okay. And we're kind of moving through, we're holding a lot of space. So remember, if you're not feeling super triggered up, you may be being called to hold some space. And what holding space means is that you not only listen actively, but you also hold some accountability for what is being brought to you. There's been some tension as I kind of hold that space to, to expand where I have to also hold a little bit of a line of responsibility and accountability for somebody that's attempting to shirk away from what their divine calling is. So as you hold space for others, um, you know, reach out, let's talk in discord about it. We can talk about um, support systems a little bit more uh, individually, and it might help to understand that we're all being called up in some way, whether it is to hold that space or to have that positive stimulation can be very, very, very wildly amongst the group. But this weekend for everybody involved, right? Friday, May 7th, Saturday, May 8th, Sunday, May 9th, big, big Venus energy. This is a weekend of Venus-ness, right? So <laughs> we have Venus moving into Gemini Saturday, May 8th at 10 p.m. This is going to be quite a shift because Venus, you know, is super at home in Taurus. Venus rules Taurus. And so that fixed earth sign is really where Venus is like, holding that foundation. And so we may have found that while Venus has been in Taurus, we've been able to maybe tap in depending on where your Venus is or what kind of Taurus placements you might have. If you're an earth sign, you may have been able to hold, be patient, get things done, move, love people, think about everyone, you know, like, you know, really holding, talking about holding space for emotion. Um, you know, Venus holds space for connection, holds space for growth. Think about the, the soil and the ground that holds space for the redwood forest to sprout up, right? That kind of energy, that holding is Venus in Taurus. Venus moving into Gemini, you know, there's just a lot there. 
<laughs> there's a lot there. And so suddenly we have a different kind of energy that we will be swimming in pretty deeply. So some of the fun things is that because we have all this Gemini energy happening with eclipse season, and we're going to be moving into Gemini season in May, all of these Gemini um, attributes are going to be highlighted. So some positive things that Venus and Gemini brings to the table, magnetism, right? Charming, hilarious. Um, <laughs> Geminis are always funny. Um, even if you don't appreciate the joke, it's still funny. Um, and so if you know a Gemini, you know, I'm right. Um, so they're very funny. They're social. They bring an element that nobody else can bring often incredibly, um, binding, to large groups because they have that ability to hold, to hold the communicative space, right? They're very much in that air sign ability to hold a vision. So often they will be in roles of leadership that means something to the world, right? So they'll hold a vision for a group of people that are attempting to work together on a common goal. Venus and Gemini is excellent for that. So if you are in, in leadership, you will feel leadership is a little bit more supported in this time movement, bringing people together, um, formulating a vision, formulating a plan, moving together, organizing people, hoarding cats type, you'll be able to do it. Things will be a little bit easier in that realm. Um, some problems that Venus and Gemini can bring is this aloofness, um, this energy of if they don't have all the answers and they can't give you the answer, or if they don't have all the answers or they can't give the answer that you want, they will, um, seem to be dismissive as if you are the problem to avoid saying that they don't have the answer. They don't want to dis, they don't want to give you an answer that will upset you. So they just kind of rub you off nonchalant, you know, whatever, it's fine. They'll be okay. Type energy also could be spending too much money, especially with some of the other placements and the other aspects at play. So just kind of watch those wallets, watch your mouth, uh, watch your mouth. Um, Venus and Gemini can get quite gossipy, quite gossipy as a social affair, almost like saying anything to create a connection can happen. Um, so you want to really kind of own that learn new information, but it doesn't have to come through gossip, right? Because Venus and Gemini wants to learn about pleasure, wants to learn about love, wants to learn about finances, relationships, what's going on over there. Right. But, um, keep, if you can keep it out of gossip and into actual ac like acquiring of knowledge, you'll do quite well. We also, um, I just have a lot of good conversation ahead with this Venus and uh, Gemini energy. In addition to Venus being in um, Gemini, we also have Venus square Jupiter from Thursday to Monday. It's peaking. This is a good time for having fun. So we will probably feel the Venus and Gemini energy a little bit more than normal because we also have this aspect to Jupiter. Jupiter really is going to be giving us, um, you know, some tension with Venus, think squares, tension, tension launches the arrow, but it's, it's a time where working hard could be very frustrating. And if it doesn't feel good, or it doesn't give you a good feeling about the future, you may just need to check out, try to be social in some way. If you try to be too, um, 
businessy or you try to do things by the book or you try to stick to a plan that you made while Venus was in Taurus, it might not be the best thing for your weekend. Um, you might find yourself ending up in all sorts of different uh, kerfuffles. And so you want to just kind of tend towards fun. This is an unschooling community. We had this movement in the early you know, or late 2000s, early 2010s, where um, yes to everything. It was on t-shirts and stickers. Yes to everything. Try yes to everything, you know, um, within reason, within safety, right? But it was a say, try saying yes. And all the instances where you might say no first and then be slowly talked into it or coaxed into it, just say yes. And then you can, you know, kind of bumper bullet along the way, right? Say yes. And then as you're moving, like, okay, so maybe not all the way. Yes, that's uncomfortable. Or maybe not this. And you can kind of qualify it from there, but try saying yes first and see what happens in your life. Say yes to everything. Um, And it was a really fun time. And there was a lot of us that blogged about it and hashtagged it and the situations you end up in and the areas you end up in it's fun. It's almost like geocaching life, right? You just say yes and show up and see what's there um, and be surprised and have fun. So on Sunday, the moon moves into Taurus and then in Taurus is where we will have our micro new moon, super new, super, or no micro moon, new moon in uh, Taurus on the 11th. And so we will start to feel new moon energy pretty intensely on Sunday night around 8 PM. Um, so in the meantime, have fun, love each other, have an exciting time. Try not to be too strict with yourself. Say yes to everything, show affection, seek harmony, if not balance. Um, bring beauty into your home, beauty into your life, bring beauty into your thoughts, read a good book. I'm taking my own advice. I started reading a new book, which I'm forcing myself to not read discovery of witches for like the 30 hundredth, 11 million time. So, um, I'm reading a new book and I'm engaging the mind. And so, um, I really highly recommend it to everybody to try something new and have a little fun and unwind and relax and make something beautiful. I hope that you guys are all already enjoying your weekends. It is going to be a good one. We are going to be working our way towards that eclipse season. If you are part of the group that is triggered um, by this eclipse season, by Pluto retrograde. There's many things that could be triggering you again, friends. It's not just eclipse season. Pluto retrograde can be really hard um, on a lot of people. And if you have an eighth house stellium, um, depending on what's in it, can be a little bit of a trigger. If you have, um, if your Chiron is in Taurus, you could be ha- getting it. <laughs> that Taurus stellium could have been handing it to you, right? There's lots of different things and we won't even get into Saturn's business. Saturn could, is probably messing everybody up in some way. Um, but there's just a lot, there's a lot going on and we're just going to take it a day at a time and get into discord and share how you're feeling. There's such good conversation comes out of there. And, um, I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody. So enjoy your weekends and I will talk to you Sunday.